Hello and welcome into another Red Out Podcast. Looks like we already got Matt in here. He's raring to go tonight. And we got some basketball, Flo- some football talk, uh, some boring Super Bowl stuff, but let's stick with it. Hey, how about them tops, son? All day, SEC boys. SEC, they post the SEC. You're listening to the Red Out Podcast. I had shame to admit in the past, I've needed a therapist. We all need someone, and it's a strong person who can admit it. I talked to my doctor, who referred me to a therapist, and I really didn't have much say as to who the therapist was. But with this episode's sponsor, BetterHelp, you do. You can filter out who you would like to talk to, age, gender, religion, and more to pair you with the person who works best for you. And if the person isn't exactly who you are wanting, you're not stuck. You can switch counselors. BetterHelp strives to offer affordable, professional, and accessible online therapy. So go to BetterHelp.com slash RedOut today to save 10%. By doing this, you not only support us, you can work toward a brighter, healthier you. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Yes, thank you to BetterHelp. We appreciate your support. Um, If you would like, you can support us by going to BetterHelp.com forward slash RedOut. And it helps us out. It helps you out. It saves you 10% on your first month of better help um matt how's it going buddy i'm good my man how are you i'm uh, doing good doing good just a lot of running around crazy stuff all day and started out with uh, oh, an appointment for the little one she uh abby turned four which is crazy um she turned four on oh, monday yeah. get her back Got it. Well, she has an appointment scheduled in April, but due to her, um, due to her, uh, sorry, her daycare stuff, she, um, she had to get the, uh, had to get the vaccination records updated by the 15th of February, which I don't think that they would have had an issue with it, but oh, well, (laughs) um, so I called the, called the, I called her, uh, pediatrician's office and they're like, yeah, we can send it over. That's fine. And they're like, well, do you want to go ahead and come on in? So I was like, sure. Um, then I screwed up a couple weeks ago when I had my appointment, same doctor, and I did not do a fast for my yearly checkup. And so, of course, blood sugar's off the chart because I had breakfast. And I'm like, I had breakfast. And they're like, oh, well, let's just let's just do it again just to be sure. And I'm like, okay, I know what it's going to say, but that's fine. <laughs> so I get there and it's, uh, well, this is what this is the killer part for me. Um, I get there and I was like, you know, we're going to the shot room. That's where they do the blood draw. It seems pretty standard. Hey, can you just hit, poke me, poke my arm, get some blood. Let's do this while I'm here. Well, we'll have to make an appointment for you. Oh, okay. So I didn't say anything. I went back there. The nurse is just kind of like, you know, like she's got Facebook minimized. Like, you know, she hasn't been doing diddly all day. Um, so I was like, Hey, could you just work me in real quick? And she goes, well, yeah. She's like, if you get on the schedule, I can, I can go ahead and do it right now. I was like, okay. So literally got it done. And it was like this, I don't know why this is so hard. Why couldn't you just say, yeah, if she's not busy, I'll work you in, but sorry, I'm I'm becoming old and cynical, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, I digress life, bro. Well, it's just just always something. And then I had an appointment with my dermatologist this afternoon, and he took a spot off the part, side of my leg. And he's like, I don't think it's skin cancer, but we'll just check it and see. And I'm like, great. They had I've got cancer. Way. Yeah, I know, right? No. Um, no, he actually did tell me. He's like, I don't think it is. We'll call you and let you know. <laughs> Thanks. I'm waiting on that. Uh, but everything else is going pretty good. Can't complain. Um, possible cancer. When you like, I, I don't think it. I don't think it's skin cancer. I'm sorry. Wow. If it is, he's. This is what's going to happen. If it is, he's going to call me back in, and he's going to cut on my leg some more until he gets it. And it's like, ow, that sounds yeah, like okay. a blast. I mean, Sign your calves up. never look the same again. I know, right? These are very Whatever shapely calves. These are shapely, shapely calves. calves. Yes, they look like uh, little drumsticks. 
Um, do they still? No, I mean, <laughs> so, so Super Bowl talk. We'll do some Super Bowl talk real quick. Are you excited about the Super Bowl? Uh, I mean, <laughs> not I really. always watch it. I mean, not really. I mean, I enjoy it, but I'm not this particular matchup. I don't know. It, it's in, There's some interesting stuff to it. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is amazing, and, uh, you know, I am a Swifty. Um, <laughs> of course you are. So, right. My yeah, thing absolutely. is, like, first off, I hate Travis Kelsey. I'm sorry. I have never had any liking of him. He seems like a I'm pompous. Well, okay, um, this is what happened. This is what happened last yeah, you year. You tell your stuff. I got something. Well, last you. year at the end of the Super Bowl, after they won the game, he's talking smack about how great they are and all this stuff. And I'm just, I don't know. He just rubbed me the wrong way. And I just, right then, I was like, he's a punk. He's a punk. And, um, you know, I love his brother. His brother seems hilarious. He seems like a great guy. Dude's jumping out of the bill suite without a shirt on. It's hilarious. I love it. But, like, his brother, I'm just like. a lot of me. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's probably what it was. I was like, he's like Matt. This is hilarious. Um, but, no, I just, honestly, that was my thought is. Is I'm like he's such a punk. I just it, it rubbed me the wrong way, and I've just wrote him off ever since. It's kind of like Tim Douche Tebow. Bag. Tim yeah, Tebow. since <laughs> since I traveled to Florida that time, and Tebow was a douche. Um, like I don't care how many missions he does overseas, he will always be a douche. So just saying, but that's yeah, just he's me. impacted thousands of young children's lives. That one, yeah, time he's he a good Christian believer, sad. but he's a douche. So. <laughs> Hey, Travis Kelsey, my wife. This this is weird. Okay, <laughs> nice Listen, transition. Go ahead. <laughs> every time, every time I go near her computer, she's got something about Travis Kelsey and his brother or some crap with their Jason. podcast on. It's like she's stalking them. Like she's obsessed with them. Like it, <laughs> it's getting weird at this point. Other I than agree. The one time, other than the one time last week, I got on. And she was looking at guns. <laughs> Wow. So I don't know what that means, but I mean, anyway, Travis Kelsey and guns is basically what my wife is looking up on her computer now. So um, if anything well, that's happens to the to the to the tens listening, uh, <laughs> help me. Wait. Yeah, so we've had several friend. we've had several listeners over the past few weeks. So we're yeah, no, we have. No, no, there'll be a we trail. Uh, there, yeah, there'll be a trail. <laughs> I had somebody tell me today that they like they loved our stuff and towel rack and red out and whatever. So it's kind of cool awesome. to hear somebody like he's like, dude, I eat that stuff up. I love it. Keep going. It's awesome. So it feels good to to know that people are out there listening. So That's if you awesome. do, if you do, let us know because it's nice to hear. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always loved to hear from anyway, my listeners. wife. My wife has some kind of weird thing. I, I'm kind of concerned at this point. Uh, you know, I, I thought she had a crush on Justin Johnson because she said he was cute one time. I always <laughs> mess with her about Iggy. And now it's it's on to the Kelsey brothers um, that I just give her a hard time about, like, having a crush on. So See, if she like, but if she likes, like, Jason Kelsey, like, you should feel comfortable with that. Like, right, he's, he's a, a threat, fluffy, right? <laughs> yeah, he's a fluffy dude. Well, not a threat, but, it, you know, it's like that body style is not hard to recreate. I'm just saying. You just be a kind of yeah, a heavy dude, had, you know, with some muscle. If I and you're had good. chest hair, if I had chest hair, uh, I look just like him, but I don't. <laughs> well, okay, so you know, the late great Cody Hughes was one of those that looked like he had oh, a sweater Lord. on and not a shirt on. Um, <laughs> but I'm nowhere near that bad. But you know, I have enough chest hair to cover myself. I guess I, it looks like a hairy tank top. How about that? It's not a it's not a sweatshirt, so I, I could be okay. I have. I have like a, a edible necklace of chest hair. <laughs> <laughs> I have like a. I don't know where you've been eating, <laughs> but that is not what you want to eat. Um, so you know those like Spencer's honestly, necklace things or whatever. Anyway, yes, whatever. yes, those are creepy <laughs> and nasty. Um, so honestly, Indeed. I kind of my my brother. Uh, we t- we discussed this earlier in the week about the Super Bowl and the 49ers and stuff. And his thoughts were, he said, I hate 49ers fans. And I was like, I completely agree. 
because they are so like apathetic about it. They're just like, eh, if we lose, it's okay. And you're like, shut up. You made it to the Super Bowl. You really didn't have to do anything. But, you know, you're just so, they're just so apathetic. It's, it's, it's like, eh, you know, I don't like know. It's just, maybe that's just my opinion. Yeah. Well, it's San Francisco, I guess. But, I mean, and not everybody in the Sanford way, like, bro, it's okay, man. Just like, it always next year, man. Yeah. Try, another, go, try right? another edible, bro. <laughs> hey, here you go. Hey, Pat Mahomes, Henry. man. Come here. I got something for you, bro. <laughs> but yeah, he, uh, and of course, uh, of course, and then you go to the other side. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are going to break up right after, and he's going to, they're going to start dating the other guy. Um, just like uh, Ricky Bobby. I'm sorry. Great meme. Have you seen this where uh, it Taylor Swift is going to break up with Travis Kelsey and she is going to start dating? Oh, shoot. Who was it? And it's going to be just like uh, Ricky Bobby and uh, Dale <laughs> from Talladega Nights. She's going to start, start dating his friend, which, by the way, hilarious as I'll get out if that happened. Um, oh, my gosh. But, yeah, but seriously, like, um, <laughs> I, I somebody told me that the dude from Eastbound to Down, uh, Danny McBride, and Patrick Mahomes sound the same. And ever since I've seen that, that is the only thing that's stuck in my brain. And then somebody told me that he, and then I saw a meme where he throws just like the uncle from Napoleon Dynamite. And I cannot unsee that shit. If you do not know what I'm talking about, look that up. And that is the funniest shit you'll see all day. Wow. I've Literally, honestly, he's got that quick throw, that quick that. Yeah. throw, and it's just like it. And I went, dang. <laughs> it's oh. kind of true. I never thought about it, but that's, <laughs> that's it funny. is. It is so funny. Wow. Um, and then the next thing, um, if you, of course, no, no basketball this Sunday, but if you're looking for something to watch on Netflix, I uh, believe the show is called quarterback. Um, it's a pretty good show. They did a couple, they did a season or so of it. Uh, but the first season, of course, it's hard to beat. It's got Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and I cannot think of the third guy. Mariota. There's three quarterbacks. Yes, Mariota. Marcus Mariota. You are correct. Yeah, I saw part of it. Um, did you see the part, which no spoilers, but they're interviewing Patrick Mahomes, and then they start interviewing his wife slash girlfriend. I don't remember if they're married or not, but uh, they start interviewing her. And in the background, you can hear him yelling at the dogs, and it is the funniest thing in the world. Like, it's like, he's just like us. He's just like us. Yeah, let them dogs get quit barking at the neighbor. You know, it's just the funniest thing. It's just, But it was, for me, it was funny because she's like, what is he doing? Would you, do you mind? I am talking here. They're doing my interview. And he's like, they're barking at the neighbor on the other side of the fence. And she's like, I don't care. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is just like at home. This is like my parents arguing. I'm like, good God. I don't remember but, if I saw that or not. I don't know when that was or what. Like the first was. episode with Pat Mahomes. Well, then I saw yeah. it. I watched a lot <laughs> of that kind of stuff like while I'm kind of falling asleep. So I might have missed some of it. But it was what I saw of it was pretty good. <laughs> it was it was it was pretty interesting. It was pretty good. Uh, I did I did enjoy it. I think it's actually from the 21 or 22 season. I may be mistaken. Um, but Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it seems like a pretty good show. Um, so, I guess we really haven't talked a lot of football, and I hate to take up a lot of the show with some NFL talk, but Belichick fired from the Patriots. Um, it kind of affects our boy, uh, Bailey Zap. So, I'm wondering how that's going to work out for him mm-hmm. uh, with a new head coach. I mean, we're not going to know. We're not probably not going to know anything till you know, at least, you know, probably what, six months from now at least. Um, but, you know, it's just something to think about, you know, with Belichick leaving kind of leaves Bailey's uh, future. I won't say in jeopardy, but I would say on not solid ground. Does that seem fair? Yeah. I mean, because they, so. they could have a, somebody come in and say, I want to go a completely different direction. Especially with the um, premier position. Like they're, yeah, you know, they're not going to care as much about the long snapper. They should be like, okay, we got a long snapper, but the quarterback is going to be one of their focuses trying to make sure that they have who they want. And if they don't like Bailey, then yeah, he easily could get shipped out of there. 
Well, and here's another cut. thing too. Um, just the thought is with Bailey. I mean, I thought that Belichick had more. I thought he had more credit stacked up with those Super Bowl wins. So I thought he was safe for at least another season or so. Um, and I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were like, you know, he could have just kind of pulled a Saban and wanted to get out. And they just fired him so that he could draw unemployment as an NFL head coach. I don't know how that works. But, <laughs> uh, but no, he uh, seriously, like, you know, they, they were like, maybe he was ready to get out. And yeah, that's a possibility, too. You know, yeah, maybe he he's looking to do something else. He only interviewed with one team, with the Falcons. and uh, I heard they, that. Yeah, and, and basically he, whatever happened, it seemed like they were maybe getting into possibly signing him, and he just, something, it was either him backing out or they backed out or whatever, but he didn't seem to be in like a huge desperate hurry to, to get a new job. Well, he might just be taking a break. Of course, I heard on a local radio show here, a Falcons fan was complaining about their hire because they didn't hire Belichick, a Super Bowl winning head coach who loves hoodies. They hired a coach that they had two or three seasons ago as their interim coach that who was an interim coach and they hired as a head coach. And he's like, seriously, like he's like, you couldn't go with the guy that has been proven to do well. You had to go with that guy. It was it Raheem Morris or something. I think probably I, I didn't, I didn't is. hear the name. I didn't hear the name, but I caught the end of it, and I thought it was hilarious on its own. <laughs> so I was like, okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was, it's just uh, there was a theory I heard. Now, this is – hear me out here. So Western Connection, uh, Michigan head coach Harbaugh is going to the Chargers. So he's going to the Chargers, and then, of course, Bill Belichick gets fired. They think that Belichick may go to Michigan. How funny would that be? Oh, wow. That's <laughs> that's interesting. I mean, wow. <laughs> I thought that crazy. was funny. Yeah. I thought it was funny. It's an, it's an interesting theory. Uh, I don't see Belichick going back to college. Um, I think if you succeed in the NFL, you typically stay in the NFL. Usually the ones who don't succeed are the ones that – say nah i'm good um but yeah well i mean it's so so different i I really struggle to see belichick i know (laughs) right i think with college kids you know like he especially with how i i struggle to see belichick interact with normal people most much less college kids so um, (laughs) exactly like you gotta have some maturity to deal with a guy that Outwardly, yeah, he's douchey. <laughs> well, no. I don't know if he's necessarily douchey. Um, my thought is is that he's just. I honestly wonder if he's like on the spectrum of autism. Like, is that his excuse? Mm. Is that what is that what's going on with him? Like, he has this. He's he's so antisocial, and he just tells people whatever the hell he thinks because he's on the spectrum. So, I mean, maybe that's what it is. That's not um, bad question it's a theory it's a theory it's not a i mean it's i'm not saying it definite but um uh, anyway i digress um let's go on to uh women's basketball i well actually let me talk uh, we got a little western uh football tracker sorry go ahead yeah yeah man um you want me to go ahead and take it you you go right ahead i looked up uh, the article so i will put that in the show notes so those of you who are interested in it you can uh, get up on that. Yeah. So this is an anonymous, uh, <laughs> anonymous article. We call it the Ross Tracker. The Ross um, uh, anyway. Shercliffe Tracker. Yes. Seven. Anyway, um, <laughs> the Ross Tracker. Um, anyway, so w- we have done a great job <laughs> keeping this list together. Anyway, um, it really is. This is your source. If you want to know what's going on with Topper recruiting, um, if you want to keep up with Tate Titshaw and the rest of the boys, um, <laughs> that is your new favorite. Isn't it? That oh is gosh, Tate Titshaw. It's your new favorite quarterback. He puts the tits in Titshaw. It's almost um, as bad as um, um, what was that one dude's name? Penis. 
Phoenix. Uh, Michael, was it Michael Phoenix? <laughs> yeah, that guy almost won the Heisman. You realize that was the same I guy, know, right? the guy from Washington? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I did yeah. remember that was the guy, and I thought that was the funniest thing on the history of the world. I was like, are you serious? Yeah, we we literally, like, I mean, he, we were his coming out party. He looked like a Heisman Trophy winner <laughs> because, hey, he was actually pretty good. <laughs> he was actually pretty good, and it was one of those you were like, oh, okay. Yeah, this it's like, I laughed. Bad. We talked about him all the time on the show because of his name. Yeah, so once again, um, as far as the roster tracker and the coach Helton and everything, he is really kind of pulling some rabbits out of his hat once again. Um, you know, we've got an Ole Miss transfer, um, Texas A&M, uh, Marshall, Louisiana Monroe, uh, Alabama State, Bowling Green, State, Texas State. A lot of different D1 and 1AA schools, as well as some – you know, some power five transfers. Also, I think one of the biggest um, uh, reports coming out the last few days was that Quantavius Leslie, uh, AKA Tick, um, is withdrawing from the transfer portal. Huge news. He's like the number six uh, interior offensive lineman in the transfer portal, and he has decided to stay at Western. Um, That's great. So Good news. Huge, huge news for the offensive line. As a massive, massive win. Because he's just a really good player. He's been good for years, and he's going to stay on the hill. So good for him. Good for the tops. Good for Coach Helton. And, I mean, Coach Helton's just kind of open-door policy about the transfer portal seems to work out because he's letting his guys try it, and then they realize, you know what, I really don't want to do this. And then they come well, the grass isn't Vegas. always greener, yeah. Yeah, and we've seen so many examples of guys, especially offensive linemen, who go and probably would have been draft picks or would have been, um, <clears throat> excuse me, able to to get into a mini camp at least in the NFL, and they go and they barely play at Auburn or Texas Tech or whatever, and they don't end up doing as much as they could have by just staying. So. Um, and now with the Red Towel Trust and everything, there's a lot of positive things going on to keep these guys around. So um, everybody's doing a heck of a job. There are still several people um, into the transfer portal. We have had um, Bronson Barron has uh, transferred to Southern Utah. He's a backup quarterback. Aaron Keyes transferred to UConn. Kendrick Simpkins has committed to Baylor. Uh, there's a punter that uh, transferred to Tarleton State. Tom Ellard has transferred to D2 at Northern State. West I Dorsey like, I think did go he to UCF. West Dorsey's a big loss. He, he is going to UCF. Uh, Desmond Baker's going to Southern Miss. Um, he was a role player for sure. Made some impact there. Vinny Murphy is going to Tulane, so that's another offensive line um, going to a group of five. And then Trey Naughton, who was uh, Cal Naughton's third cousin, uh, is transferring to Arizona. And he was a long snapper. So um, we've had some losses, but honestly, um, and there are still some big names out in the transfer portal, by the way, but honestly, about as good as it could have gone um, so far. And obviously, if you get a few more of these names, uh, you get a few more commitments, um, you know, whatever. You really could um, really say that you salvaged a, a lot of really good talent, and you you can look into next year and say, hey, as long as we can figure out a few spots, it'll be just like this last year where we were thinking that we would be competitive in Conference USA versus, oh, dear Lord, what are we going to do? You know, yeah. um, you got the Texas State guy. Um who it was the big uh, quarterback pickup. It may be a little controversial. He has some questionable, like, narratives on him or whatever. But he's going to give Caden Veltkamp some good competition. And one way or another, you're either going to have a guy take Caden's spot that is a, a proven uh, group of five quarterback, or you're going to have Caden win the job and beat out a quality contender. So, um just wanted to make sure he's that we con- went over. He's a contender. He's a contender. 
Um, yeah, I mean, definitely with the, the offensive line news is always great. I mean, anytime you get more big dudes back with some experience, I mean, I mean, our, our longtime listeners, our WKU fans real, you know, they remember the few years back when we had basically very green, very puppish. And I say pup as in young pups offensive line. And we struggled. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, the offense, you know, did well, but they, the guys had a, had a lot to learn really quickly. And I mean, it just, it, it clogs up your offense. You know, it slows things down when the offensive line's not able to do what they need to do. Um, so, you know, to have an experienced offensive line interior, it helps, you know, exterior helps, Absolutely. you know, we get some guys in there. It's great. Um, so it's always good to hear that. And like you said, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. What is it called? Rumspringa? The the Amish thing? Is that what Coach Helton's working on with the uh, the transfer portal? He does the Rumspringa and let them see what it's like everywhere else. And he's, they're like, eh, it's not so good there. You know what Rumspringa is? I may be yeah, saying it wrong. I'm learning. <laughs> okay. I'm learning so, right now about whatever the heck it is. So for our listeners who are curious, uh, the Amish... Uh, like to do this thing where, um, yeah, that's what I thought I said it right. Uh, yes, it is a period of adolescence in which boys and girls are given greater personal freedom and allowed to form romantic relationships, usually ending with the choice of baptism into the church or leaving the community. So like these kids can go out and party and do whatever. And then they either choose to rejoin the community by getting baptized into the church or the Amish church or whatever it is, um, basically rejoin the community or they go out on their own. Um, but a lot of the times and statistics show that a lot of times these kids do come back. So maybe that's what it is. He's just being open with it and letting them see what it's like to go on the outside and stuff. So room springer, random thing that I remembered. Yeah. I'm um, very impressed that you knew that. I've never heard of that crap at all. <laughs> um, well, see, I guess we got, we've got such a large uh, Amish community in, you know, in Allen County. I guess that's what it was. We just learned. Oh, uh, of course, we're, yeah. yeah, they were a dry county, so I don't know how well that worked out for them. Um, Lady Top News. We've got... Uh, um, Yes, the down depressing news of the Lady Toppers losing to FIU. Which, by the way, Western is two games back and FIU is one game back. So technically... Middle got murdered. Hey, that's always great news, except for when we play Middle and get murdered. Um, You know... We'll find out Saturday. You know, we talked about this last episode, so we talked about this. So those of you who know, who listen, you know what's happening. Uh, so, you know, we've got, actually, we've got three games to talk about, I guess, because we've got to talk Law Tech, too, uh, and MTSU. But Western being uh, a little further back, you know, falling to FIU, the wild card, the, the, um, the late charger, the dark horse, whatever you want to call them. Uh, they basically took over the second half and just led the rest of the way out. Um, I mean, it's I mean, it's kind of. Here's my thing. I, I think to sum this up a little bit. I mean, okay, I think the Lady Tops are clearly in a, a for real offensive slump. I don't know what their daggum deal is. Like they, <laughs> the last, let's say since Sam Houston. On January 10th, the last several games, they have not scored more than 66 points. Um, and the rest of the year, let's look at how much they average. Um, the rest of the year, they average 66 points. But whatever. Um, they have, <laughs> they've definitely slacked off. Um, I thought they averaged a little bit more than that. But they have not scored more than their average in the last four games. Um, and I really... And it was much less than their average. On like they scored forty four one game, uh, sixty sixty two whatever. I mean that they and they really have struggled to get to those numbers. Um, so 
I don't know what the deal is, but they definitely have hit some kind of lull or like like we talked about um, the uh, the New Mexico State game. They were visibly arguing with each other, so I don't know if there's internal issues still or if they squashed that or what. Yeah, whatever. Um, and and honestly, like losing to FIU by ten on the road, it's not necessarily shameful. Like FIU is a good team. They have one loss in conference. They lost the middle by thirty. Uh, at home, but I mean, other than that, they haven't lost anybody, and they have good record out of conference and whatever. They're a solid team, so it's not shameful, and it's not like panic time necessarily. But it's like, okay, they better get out of this rut pretty quickly, or they're going to be in some trouble because they started out strong. Obviously, they had a good non-conference and won some games we didn't think they maybe would. They started out well. You know, won the first uh, three conference games and four out of their first five, but then they've dropped a you know a couple here in the last three, <clears throat> and mm-hmm. uh, it, it's starting to be a little concerning, especially offensively. And so, if you don't have Acacia Hayes and Destiny Salary and Faustino and Mead and all these players, like you have a lot of names that can really score and uh, go to the basket and, and produce something, and you're only scoring in the low 60s and 40s one game, I mean, uh, it, I'm concerned here. Um, so Sam Houston is an opportunity to get right um, before they play middle Saturday. They are at Sam Houston, but Sam Houston – And is, at middle. Yeah, and at middle. Uh, Sam Houston is – what are they, like 5-13? and 13? I think I just saw – Five um, and thirteen. You are right. Yeah, they're five and thirteen. Yeah, and you're good. Um, oh, yeah, good. sorry. Yeah, you're. It's fine. Um, they're zero and six in conference too. Yeah, yeah, really not good. Um, even at home, they're four and five, so they are decent at home. But I mean, go down there and get right, get straightened out, and then come up to middle and have a good game. If you don't win at middle, nobody's gonna. Yeah. You know, want you to get lost but I mean let's have a good performance and do not get blown out by 45 points like we need to see some life we need to see competitiveness and I understand middle's really good but let's see something to show us that you're not about to lay down the whole rest of the season um, yeah. and then since I guess we need to talk about Law Tech as well they play Wednesday um, yes next at home, Wednesday at 730 at home in Diddle uh, show up and support the top 630 Central on Wednesday the 7th. Uh, La Tech, I think, is 8 and 13. So, again, a, a game that Western should win. Western should go 2 and 1 the next week. Um, yeah. Regardless of whatever excuses, whatever on the road, at home, whatever. Go 2 and 1 this week. Have a good showing against Middle. Crap, if you can beat them, like we're ecstatic. But win the other two. Hang around in the standings and let's get a decent seed because we know middle's probably going to be your number one seed. Get the two or three yeah. seed and let's not play middle until the championship and take our chances in the championship. Um, that's so, kind of where I'm at. Yeah. I was just going to say, so um, hypothetically, the girls play middle and lose, but they lose within three or four. Are you as upset as if they got blown out by 30? I'm if thrilled. not more, I'm thrilled. Well, I mean, unless if they, I mean, middle has twenty middle point has lead, done really well. Yeah, yeah. If they have a twenty point lead and then they lose by three because they were up twenty with four minutes left, yeah, I'm gonna be, yeah. I'm gonna be upset. But I mean, yeah. if if we can if we can hang around with middle at all and lose by three, that especially given the slump that we've been in offensively. Uh, especially the last three games, uh, maybe four if you count that one. Um, I mean, I'd take that every single time, um, almost okay. without exception. So the reason, and I don't want to, I, I know people may be listening and go, that sounds ridiculous. Why would you say that? Um, so Western, or not Western, Middle uh, beat Sam Houston 87-55, which we just said they're not very doing doing very well in conference. Uh, Sam Houston's not. New Mexico State 
Uh, MTSU beat them 85-48, so almost thirty or almost 40 points there. Um, they yeah, beat Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State, 66-45. They also beat, like Matt was saying a minute ago, uh, MTSU beat FIU at home, 92-62. And let me tell you, that environment there is very echoey. But um, (laughs) still. No, I saw, actually, no joke. No joke. I saw the stats on attendance for the Western game, and it was 400 and something people. Now the wet. Now the Western. Now this is what ESPN is reporting. So I don't know how many people were there, um, but FIU MTSU was three hundred and twenty-five people. Like I hate that. I'm sorry. Even for FIU girls, I hate that. Um, it's just like that's got to be like the worst game ever. Oh yeah. I mean it's anyway. well the guys the guys played at Sam Houston. It was a morgue. I call it a morgue. Whenever there's no one there, it's just like sitting in the. There's nothing going on. It's dead. You know, I mean, it, it's it's kind of awkward. Like, what do you do? How do you generate your own enthusiasm? There's no response when you do something awesome. Like, it's just nothing. So, well, I think you, I think you feel more awkward in that situation because, like, when you yell, everyone hears you. <laughs> you remember, I don't know if you were on the team when we played uh, Georgia State in the Georgia Dome. Nope, uh, I didn't. I, I did not. Was, I did not. That might have been Petrino or that something. That was post. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a Petrino thing. It might have been Sanford. I, I don't. No, it wasn't Sanford because I wasn't on the team then. Anyway, I think it was Petrino. We're in the Georgia Dome, and of course, <laughs> there's like twelve people there, right? Yeah. And you know how I go, like, "Let's go, oh," or whatever. You know, like just kind of saying, "Yeah, stuff. yeah." Well, I go, "Let's go, oh," and it like in the oh, dome oh, you hear, "Oh, oh, oh." <laughs> and everybody and like looks like, at you and you're like yeah they're like Woo. yeah somebody turn around they're like damn man like how did you do that <laughs> man i was like there's nobody here uh, don't give me too much credit like there's not a soul in this room it's like you walk into a gym and you scream of course it's gonna echo <laughs> like and that's the worst honestly those are the worst environments i oh, honestly i feel like I feel like if you are in an environment where it's like so many people, it's so loud, like it's such a greater environment. And then, of course, like if there's nobody there, it's awful. I'll say this. I thought it was fun at FIU because we literally had so many players, families, and people that wanted to come to Miami and stuff. We literally would outnumber FIU, and that was kind of fun because you've got like 500 Western people behind you cheering you on. You can hear them. They're making some noise and stuff. That was actually kind of cool, but um, those are fun. Those are fun. It's really got to be disheartening when you're the home team, and the other team brings more fans. Like being Vanderbilt all the time, that has to be miserable. <laughs> being know? that quote Vanderbilt, yes, exactly. Like, and that's my thing too. With um, I, like when I I remember when we went to FIU, like I always thought it was hilarious. I mean, it's a South Miami area, so there's a lot of Cuban Hispanic people there. Um, so you literally like, you'll be getting ready for the game and stuff. You're setting up the sideline and, and you're just listening to Cuban music, like Mm -hmm. that kind of upbeat Hispanic music the entire time. And it's just like, this is, this is different. Of course, we'd always play them like December into November. So it'd be like 86 and then back home, it's like 22 degrees Fahrenheit, you know, and you're just like, Oh, (laughs) this is the worst. Um, do you think rebounds has a lot to do with Western's uh, girls' problems? Oh, that is such a good question and a great point. Uh, yeah, they cannot – they can't rebound. Um, it's, it's constricting on your offense, defense, whatever. When you can't finish a possession either way or extend a possession on offense, Yeah, absolutely it's a problem. Um, what are they, minus six and a half a game? That's – I don't. I don't know. I was going to say on the on the previous game. Yeah, I just uh, rebound wise, they were down <laughs> technically minus. I guess minus fourteen. FIU had forty six to Western's thirty two. Mm, um, yeah, that that's really bad. So I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm looking. It's uh, on WKU Sports. It shows um, minus six point six uh, in the margin per game in in rebounding. Um, oh so, like, WKU forces 20 turnovers a game. They only commit 15. 
but they lose all of wow. that in rebounding. So wow. the advantage of playing that upbeat style is completely lost because you can't get the dang ball in your hand at the end of the possession. And it just really makes life difficult. Uh, and especially when you're only shooting 40% as a team, they're 39.9% on the year, and you can't get rebounds, where's your offense coming from? Where is your extra juice that kind of helps you get over the, the edge in a close game or helps you finish off an opponent? Like, you, you have to be able to get the ball, and they just can't. And there have been some games where they were absolutely, completely dominated on the boards, and they probably yeah. could have won if they could just held their own. It has nothing to do with size. It just has to do with the fact that they don't have any like elite rebounders and they just rely on kind of a community effort and they're not that good at it as a team. And now I don't know. Great question. I don't know as far as like how many three pointers were taken in that game, but we were shooting 25%. So we're hitting one out of four and uh, FIU is hitting close to like what? Four out of 10. So they're about 42%. Mm Um, and that plays another huge factor in the game as well. So we get more rebounds and we hit more three pointers, and that's a different ball game. Yeah, well, you only I mean, lost by ten. What yeah. I said at the at the half, um, I think I was tweeting as Red Out. Um, I don't remember if it was on Red Out or Tile Rack, whatever. Anyway, um, it was a really low score in first half. If you look at it, it was. Uh, I think both teams were in the twenties. Um, yeah, and then I, I said basically whoever you know catches fire here is going to run away with it. Well, FIU scored almost forty in the second half, and Western picked it up, but they only scored about thirty, and there was your difference. Yeah. You know, and well, it's just frustrating. Like, the score was uh, twenty-seven. FIU, WKU was twenty-two. Um, so there's five points difference there, and like you were saying, you know, FIU ended up scoring. Uh, 43 more points, and Western only scored, what, 30? No, not even that, sorry. Uh, 30, 38? Yeah, I think that's right. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Quick so math. So they had a decent, a decent second half, but they were yeah. so paltry in the first half that, that, yeah, I mean, you couldn't overcome it, especially when FIU hit some shots in the second half, too. They scored more than Western did, obviously. Good analysis yeah. there, um, but they scored more than Western in both halves. That's going to be a difficult formula to overcome if they outscore you in both halves. Well, yeah, um, just throwing I mean, it out there. <laughs> normally, if you uh, normally if you lose both halves, then you know you, lose you know it's the it, whole thing. Uh, then you lose the game. Yeah, so uh, but uh, now um, you're welcome, so Tiger like, fans. <laughs> that is that spot on analysis there. Uh, <laughs> But no, it looks like Western took 28 three-point shots and hit seven. If we hit 11, hypothetically, Western wins that game. And that's just three-pointers. I'm not even, you know, if we kicked up a couple more, you know, hit a couple more on the field, um, or even free throw, we were 50% from free throw. Uh, You know, that's a different story. Of course, FIU shot 33 free throws. How many fouls did we have in this game? Goodness gracious. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a lot of stuff contributing to the fact that Western's barely losing these games. They're screwing up uh, a lot to lose. Yeah. And yeah. that's what's that's what's discouraging. If you play well and they just beat you, that's one thing. But if you play like garbage yeah. and you still lose, regardless, home or away or whatever, you're screwing yourself right now when you can yeah. take that opportunity and go win the game because they're not playing well either. You're just playing so horrible. Yeah, you're letting them win, essentially. Yeah. You're throwing yeah, them Yeah, sorry to thunder there. But, you know, I mean, like you yeah. said, I mean, you've got rebound issues, you've got three-point shot percentage issues, and now we've got foul issues. Mm-hmm. You know, this is that's those are three issues. Those are three nails that are going to seal your coffin right there. Um, yeah. That's, that's- so – Interesting coming. You know, stat wise, stat wise, everything else looks pretty good. If you can correct those three issues, you're going to turn the season around. Um, And and you've got to hit your free throws. You know, you cannot have the other team going to the free throw line thirty. You know, for and getting twenty points. 
22 well, points a, is in a, in a 60 70 point kind of game yeah not many you know that that's you're exactly right i mean that is that's given them a third of their offense because you can't keep your hands off of them to I yourself mean, to learn? keep your hands to yeah. yourself young lady have some manners light ace <laughs> Even my four-year-old knows not to use her hands. Anyway, well, I don't know what I'm saying because my four-year-old thinks that a basketball is a soccer ball, and she'll just go kicking it around the field. You know, and I'm like, no, no, we dribble, we don't kick it, we dribble. <sighs> but anyway, um, so uh, the the games are going to be on ESPN Plus for those of you like me who are not true fans, um, who, who are not able to go to Sam Houston, who are not able to go to Murfreesboro, because why would you? Because it's Murfreesboro. Um, uh, but And then, of course, the game next Wednesday is at Diddle, but it is on ESPN Plus for those of you who are not in the area. Um, so support the Lady Tops. Uh, pack the Houch or pack the Diddle. Don't go to the Houch. Go to Diddle, sorry. Uh, go to Diddle and pack the Diddle. Uh, fiddle, Diddle, Diddle. And, um, you know, support the Lady Tops. They will appreciate it. It'll be a lot cooler atmosphere than it was at FIU, because God help us, that sounds awful. Um, but <laughs> let's move into the men's. We've got a few minutes here to talk men's basketball. Um, so, sorry, making making notes that uh, of for timestamps. Um, no problem, man. But anyway, so men's basketball, I mean, can you have a better game? Can you have a better game than what we than than the men did against FIU? It's I like mean, night and day. Yeah, I mean, I think they said that it was the most we'd scored against a Division One team in like six years. Um, yeah, that's and this was in wild. conference. I mean, against a decent like FIU's not that great, but they're not god no. awful either. And they have no. like they have talent. They have a guy that's leading the country in steals. And then they have a guy that's leading, I don't think it's the conference in three-pointers, but he's making like 44% threes. And mm-hmm. they they literally, their offense was basically perfect from, from outside. I mean, they were great outside, and we just constricted them and had like, I don't know how many points in the paint, but it was like 60 to 65 to 25 or something in the, in the paint. Um, wow. And, I mean, just completely constricted them, forced them to win outside. And, I mean, Dante Allen going for 30, that helps too. Um, but well, of course. But 91 was uh, – um, Looks like looks like 58 – looks like 58 points in the paint, it says. Yeah, they, I think they said between – I think it was 75 points were scored between free throws and points in the paint. Uh, and then yeah. we made 10 threes. So, I mean, yeah. it was very – very balanced and fun basketball to watch. Obviously, one hundred five to ninety one. Like, and <laughs> you got some shots up, and both teams were making making some buckets. Um, yes, really entertaining. And I, I saw people saying like, "Well, we need to play better defense." And it's true. Like, obviously, you give up ninety one. You could have done better. There's no question. You can't dismiss that. But honestly, like, I think FIU just had their role players lose their minds like we we did well against arturo dean and um javante uh was his name um hawkins or something like that um, sure javante hawkins yeah um those two that's those are two i was talking about one's is the steals guy uh and then hawkins is the three-point guy well hawkins goes three for ten uh he shoots two out of seven from three Arturo Dean did get 15 points, but he also had five turnovers. He did have five steals. He had this one steal where he was on his knees, and he basically was better. <laughs> I don't want to take this how you want, but he was better on his knees than the Western player was standing up. Um, <laughs> but anyway, like we really gave them trouble and honestly kind of forced them to play their bench. Well, the bench stepped up and just basically – gave them a chance because their their two main guys were not the reason that they almost won that. Um wow. They were very they were really really effective um outside of their two main guys. But we did a great job on their two main guys and obviously converted on our opportunities on offense and um came out with the victory. 
That's that's. I mean, it's great to see um, Western doing well. Um, just looking up some the some of these couple games in the uh, the future we're going to be watching here. Um, it looks like, um, of course, Western is playing Sam Houston at home. Um, hush, Siri, and um, and Diddle, and then um, we've got uh, MTSU at home as well, and then we will be playing at Law Tech at 7 p.m. on uh, next Wednesday. So yeah. that'll be an interesting matchup, all of those as well. Yeah, huge stretch here. Um, I mean, obviously Sam Houston is a revenge game. We really struggled with their physicality. And yeah. nearly almost won anyway at Sam Houston. So I'm hoping that this this version of this matchup is a little different. I do think Lander is back. Um, so that should help with uh, some of the struggles we've had defensively the last few games. Yeah. I think I think against FIU, we probably scored 10, or they probably scored 10 points less. We might have scored less too, but I mean, the defense has really struggled since Lander's been out. Um, so Sam Houston's a big one on CBS Sports on Thursday. It's a late game, but stay up and watch it. Um, yes, interested to see how that one goes. Uh, Sam Houston, five and one. Go ahead, man. Yes, they are five and one. Uh, We are two games back from them, Uh, so we definitely need to get a win here to kind of even things out on that end. And uh, we need to get a win definitely against La Tech next Wednesday. Yeah, Uh, both of those will be a total flip. Yeah, and middle. is is important as well. A, it's a rivalry game and stuff like that. You certainly don't want to alienate your fans and lose to a crappy team at home. Um, but also, like, home games are so important this year. It seems like all across college basketball, there are some big upsets happening on the road. And so you cannot drop games at home. Western hasn't dropped a game at home yet this year. And I, I think the crowds are going to be good. Um, for these two games, they're giving out beer and hot dogs to the students. Um, oh, yeah. wow. So um, it ought to be a pretty well-attended uh, week. But obviously, um, hopefully these students come and they see the magic of Diddle and they come back. Show up, but, show out. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, you know, speaking of middle hate, and then we can go on to law tech because that's an interesting conversation too. But middle – <laughs> the big game boomer. Did you see this, Devin? Um, I posted this as towel rack and put it in the chat and everything. Um, but big game <laughs> boomer posted. Did you see it? Uh, I think I did, but go ahead. Murfreesboro out of 133 <laughs> Division One FBS football teams is considered to be the very worst. <laughs> Town. And let me let me see how they word this. Hold on, let me pull it up. I ha- hold on, I had it pulled up in here. I, I yeah, I, I was like, okay. I saw the I saw the retweet. That best you college, yeah, twenty twenty four best college town rankings. Okay, and I'm looking. Okay, WKU Bowling Green is seventy seventh out of one thirty three. Okay, that's not something for us to be incredibly proud of. Whatever, but middle is dead freaking last. <laughs> Murfreesboro, the back fat of Nashville. <laughs> okay, <Freaking> so dump. <laughs> even Troy, Alabama, is at 114. Like, yeah, I mean, and I, I don't know if you know anything about Troy, but Troy was nothing. Yeah, you said it's a bunch of trees in a stadium, right? That's a great way to. There's a, well, no, there's a bunch of trailers. Like literally, wow. you know, you're getting closer to Troy, Alabama when you start seeing the trailers. That's true. Um, Huntington, Jonesboro? West Virginia, ninety-one. <laughs> yeah, you remember Jonesboro? Jonesboro? That was yeah. That that's one thirty-one. Um, oh yeah, Sam Arkansas Houston. State. Yeah, that's your favorite place. Oh yes, <laughs> your memories, Mon- Monroe. <laughs> Dude, Monroe, I Waco. I've been to some of these places. I've been to Monroe, Louisiana. Um, I've been to Akron, Ohio, too, and Muncie, Indiana. Uh. Um, I don't know if I've been to Muncie. 
Yeah. Oh, we uh, yeah, we played uh, Ball State when when you were like a freshman yes, or something. Yes. Right? Okay. That's yes. Right. We we like ate at this little hole in the wall restaurant, and it was it was kind of different, but it was nice. Um, but uh, Monroe either was Mon- it was either Monroe or La- uh, Lafayette, Louisiana. When I got ringworm in Louisiana. That that no. has forever been my judging place of Louisiana. Um, I'm honestly surprised that Bowling Green's not lower, and the reason I say that is because of Scottsville Road. Like Scottsville Road traffic <laughs> usually kills everything, is you know with Western. But yeah, that's that's awesome. Glad to see Westerns in the top ten or top one hundred. I mean, oh yeah. But anyway, I just think it's hilarious. Middle is dead freaking last of 133 teams. I so, wish we could have been higher than Bowling Green, Ohio, but take what you can yeah. get. Yeah, what is the I mean, lowest one on here that you were surprised at? Oh, I think um, hmm, the lowest. I mean, they got Houston at 121 and 122. I thought that was. Yeah, that's kind of different. Kansas at 123. Thing. That's weird. Yeah, I mean, Lawrence, I've been to Lawrence. Uh, I didn't go all over or anything, but I went through it one time and I could see it being not like Kansas. The university is really interesting, but like the rest of the town is just kind of like, I don't know, Russellville or something, Kentucky. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, that's great. But like, I mean, like some, I mean, even the, the I funny mean, thing South is, Bend, I thought that was interesting. That's like, I mean, Notre Dame, you don't think like South Bend is gorgeous. Like, I don't know. Oh, that was weird. Yeah, but if you don't, if you're not judging it off of the campus and you're judging the town around it, I can understand some of those. Yeah. Like San Antonio, uh, San Antonio was my biggest surprise. I think one twelve. Louisville at one hundred and four is funny to me. Louisville, Kentucky, one hundred four is funny town. to me. Yeah, especially well, Louisville, if you're in the context of college town, that's like that seems low to me. But Louisville on the is in the is on the border of the bad part of town. Like yeah. West Louisville is kind of the lower income, you know, rougher part of town. Um, and it's Louisville based. The university sits like right at the edge of that. So all of that is right there. Um, I think Birmingham, one of the surprises that seems is awful low. One of the surprises for me as far as upward is Colorado State. I mean, I've never been to Fort Collins, Colorado, but. And Bloomington, Indiana, up that high. Anything about Indiana sucks, but yeah, Bloomington's actually. I've been there, and I thought it was. Well, you know what Kentucky. keeps Kentucky from crashing into Tennessee is Indiana sucks, but that's just my analysis. Um, but talking Western basketball real quick, we'll get back on topic here. Um, yeah, we've got Sam Houston next. It's going to be a tough game, I think. Um, I mean, you just got to step up. You got to get your revenge here. We beat them. Sam Houston is um, technically they're tied with Law Tech, so I don't know where the tiebreaker is um, because they've actually beaten Law Tech. Well, then Sam I'm Houston would have the tiebreaker right now. Yes, but I'm wondering if like, they've lost the game. They lost to Liberty. Has Law Tech played Liberty? Let's see here. They have played that- Liberty. They lost, or they won in overtime. At Los there, Los you go. So okay, so that's what it is. Liberty has beaten one and not the, and didn't beat the other. So that's mm-hmm. where that's why they're tied. Um, so I mean, because Sam Houston beat Law Tech, so technically they should be ahead. But with that gloss, it, it kind of screws them up a little bit. Yeah, so I mean, Western the, the upper hand <clears> on the tiebreaker. You're good, man. They got I just had that nice tiebreaker. Rack. Had that adolescent crack I haven't had in 20 years. Um, if Law Tech loses this game, uh, <laughs> if if uh, Western beats Sam Houston this coming up game, um, that's going to bump us up one. Um, I think that will actually knock them out of the tie with Law Tech so far, and then we'll play Law Tech next Wednesday. And mm-hmm. if we can win that game too, then that will help us to slide into a nice, comfortable position to um, hopefully, you know, take it out of Sam Houston's hands eventually. Cause I imagine yeah. we'll have to play them one more time to take it out. Yeah. To knock I mean, them out. You know, I'm looking at La Tech. They, so they play FIU on Thursday and then they get six days off to play Western at home. Oh, good Jerks. Lord. 
So, know, right? yeah, I mean, this is not great planning. This is not set up. And, and by the way, LaTeX is like impossible to win at. I mean, they are really, yeah. really, really good at home, especially the last five or 10 years. I don't remember, but they're like ridiculously good at home. And I mean, I don't really know why, besides their fans are pretty good. I mean, I don't yeah. know if it's like a weird gym. I don't really know much about LaTeX's gym. But like, I think it is a weird gym because I think, I mean, they haven't had a lot of people there, but I'm guessing the acoustics are set up so it makes it sound like it's crazy loud. If, if Western finds some way to sweep these three, I mean, Western is now, I think, the, the favorite because they'll have LaTeX at home. They'll be in control basically of their destiny as long as Sam Houston loses one more. Um, yeah. And obviously, you'll have the marquee wins of Sam Houston and LaTeX. Um, I really here's the thing, though. I mean, look at the ESPN chances on Western LaTeX. It's like eleven point two percent that Western wins. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's going to be real, <laughs> real tough to see Western yeah, that's pulling that off. That's a but tough. Who one. knows? Who knows? Yeah. I mean. Right. Um, You've gotta, you've gotta get in there and and do what you can. You know, you we've got to get rid of the turnovers. We have to. Yeah. I mean, and I think this is the biggest thing with the guys right now: turnovers and decision making. You've got to get your young guards to to be able to handle stuff, and you got to get Lander healthy, which we believe he should be playing. He's been practicing all week. We believe that he's playing tomorrow and hopefully healthy for this three game stretch here in the next week um okay but but i mean man it, it's just a tough tough ask to beat latek anyway yeah. you're down yeah. Jalen jackson so um it would be a huge huge i think coup if western could beat latek and sweep this week be completely i mean it would be it would be a very one. big yeah, be thrilled with two and one. I mean, LaTeX. It, it really seems like the, I think probably the favorite to win the league, especially if they beat Western. They're gonna have, uh, they already have a two game cushion. If they beat Western, they'll have possibly a th- a three game cushion or more if Western loses another game, um, on on WKU. So, um, Western really, if they want to win the one seed. They need to sweep this week, and then they'll be in like really, really good position from there because you got rid of one yeah. of your biggest obstacles in that road game at LaTeX. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna say, if you beat LaTeX and Sam Houston, then you are definitely gonna be moving, you know, moving up, especially because that'll knock LaTeX down because yeah. that'll put them behind both. Um, yeah, we're, but- we're still in control of our destiny with LaTeX if we sweep them. Obviously, that's a huge. Ask huge ass to actually pull that off. Um, yeah, you know, Sam Houston needs to lose one on their own, but I mean, Western still has plenty in in their control. Um, I just think it's going to be real tough to pull off three in a row. Yeah. Sure. Um, did you think this at the beginning of the season with Coach Lutz that we would be this close to where we are? No, I, I mean, if you said three and three in conference, I probably would have bought that, but. Um, as far as the oh, overall yeah. record and the, the quality that we've done it and the fact that we've frankly kind of screwed our way up to this point uh, <laughs> in conference. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we, we kind of just really, really bungled the last six games. I mean, basically 20, I think it's 18 plus turnovers a game in conference. And the the yeah. overall season average is less than 15. Meaning before wow. conference, we were averaging less than 14. Now we're averaging 18 plus once we've come into conference. We've really, really missed Jalen Jackson, and we've really missed Lander when he's been out. It's been difficult yeah. to get the ball up the court. But when we yeah. do, we're fine, and we have you know we have pieces that can score and everything. But you've really got to find somebody at point guard to be able to, A, spell Lander, Hopefully Lander can stay healthy. Don McHenry has to take better care of the ball. Colin Bay has to quit just charging in and throwing the ball away. I mean, there's a lot of 
uh, Dante had a game where he just like basically vomited the ball up every time he came up the court. <laughs> you know, like if you gotta you gotta control the turnovers, and if you fix the turnovers, and uh, you know, make sure that you get good baskets on offense. Drive the ball inside, pass it into the bigs, dish out for threes. You're going to be, I think, the best team in Conference USA. If you don't fix the turnovers, you're not winning the conference tournament. You're not going to win the regular season. It's just not going yeah. to happen. You have to fix it or it's over. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, so just to kind of recap here, guys and gals and uh, all our listeners, um, Lady Tops. Um, so both basketball teams are going to be playing Sam Houston, alternating away and home. Uh, Lady Tops are going to be at Sam Houston t- tonight as you listen, February 1st. Uh, that game is on ESPN Plus for those of you who are not in that area or don't travel. Um, and then for those that, uh, who are going to be going to MTSU, that is on the 3rd, which is Saturday. Uh, that game is at 3 p.m. Eastern, and it'll also be on ESPN Plus. And, I mean, it is the worst college town in America, so don't worry about it. It's backfed in Asheville. Um, and then, of course, uh, Western will be playing next Wednesday, uh, 7.30 p.m. Eastern uh, at Diddle on ESPN+. Plus. If you can't make it, you know, follow us we'll, uh, or Towrack or whoever, and they will be discussing or live-tweeting the games to keep those uh, people updated. And then uh, men's basketball, they're going to be playing Sam Houston at Diddle on CBS Sports Network. Uh That'll be tonight, as in Thursday. Uh, that is at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. Don't be an old person. Go to the game. Uh, 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern time on the, on Saturday against MTSU at Diddle. Show up. Beat the Mutts. That'll be a great one. Yes. And then 7 p.m. Eastern uh, on the uh, next Wednesday uh, against La Tech at La Tech. That game will be on ESPN Plus for those of you who cannot go. But if you can, that'd be great. Uh, the tops will appreciate it. Uh, so will all of the uh, fans that are there with you. Um, oh, sure. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, LaTeX. I mean, it's like it's a big ask for people to travel that far. Um, I mean, times are tough. Money's tight. So, if you can do that, go for it. Um, if you feel the need to uh, support either Towrack or Redout, you can subscribe uh, to Towrack. Uh, through their little clicky button thingy. Um, if you don't know, you can just ask Matt. He'll tell you on Twitter. Um, otherwise, you can go to patreon.com, uh, Redout, and uh, for, I think it's forward slash Redout, sorry. Um, and you can uh, become a patron. Uh, we've got a Discord channel. We'll talk Western basketball, Western football, uh, baseball, whatever, ping pong, darts, bowling, whatever. Um, you know, jump in the chat there. We've got some. Uh, uh, old hilltoppers that are going to join us at some point. I've got Dean lined up to join the Discord, um, so it'll be interesting. You know, maybe get in there and ask uh, those old players some questions and stuff, and see what they've got to say about Western uh, athletics. Um, so we appreciate your support. Appreciate you listening this long. Uh, like, share, and subscribe as always. And uh, as always, guys, go tops. Go tops. Beat middle. Beat middle and Sam Houston and Lottec and we can get. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you as always. Yes, sir.